0: I'm Bill. And I'm T Dog. And this is Two, two Films, films two, two, curious. two Curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Except it's a special episode. <laughs> a two special, films, special episode. Two Curious and Two Other Curious. <laughs> so they say. Four Curious in this piece. Four of us. All on here talking about two films. Because while apparently the second number can be as big as we want. The first numbers can still only be two. We will never do three, even though I've got a great idea for three on the shelf. That's the whole Anyways, title.
1: Please refer to it as such.
0: Yes. I, when I type it up, <laughs> they're going to have to make uh, like a, one of those draggable chart forms for you to make it type it big. <laughs> when I type it up for the title, the description is going to be shorter than the title. Anyways, we have two guests here today. Uh, two Films, Three Curious alum, Devin. And Two Films, Three Curious alum, Amanda. You may have heard them on such classics as the other episodes they were on. <laughs> and uh, they're here today to talk about two other movies. Uh, the movies are Hereditary. No. No, they're not. <laughs> the movies are <laughs> *Midsummer*. You could do it. And Legally Blonde. I went the
2: question. I get paid
0: to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Midsummer Wait, and Legally right Blonde. Now? What?
3: You're getting paid right
0: now? No, I didn't say that. I said I get <laughs> you, paid. To you do literally this. just said it. I said I get paid to do this. Do you guys not have cups? Did we not give you two films? Still <laughs> that's, curious that's along our cups? Cups. I had thought about maybe doing another one for for this upcoming <laughs> episode and I then for Amanda's October episode.
4: My writer specifically says no cups. <laughs> Anyways,
0: two films for Curious, Midsummer and Legally Blonde. This episode was actually proposed by two films, three Curious alum, Devin. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about the movies, but did you want to say a little bit in advance about uh, what, what sort of the general topic of these two mo- of this p- pairing is?
4: The topic? Yeah,
0: so you picked these two movies. Oh, like what's,
4: yeah. what's their commonality? Yeah,
0: what's their, yeah.
4: Oh, so many things. I think it's the oppressive, patriarchal society that we live in.
0: Yeah. It's absolutely that.
4: I just wanted something cheery, you know, for this depressing time.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Midsummer has a very bright palette. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And so, like, things like Pumped Up Kicks or Born in the USA, it's just a really up song. (laughs) It's an up movie. It's a really light movie.
4: It's that meme with the two houses. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
0: It's like an all black house and then a pink and purple house.
4: Uh-huh.
0: It's.
3: The I mean, meme. if I'm in a bad mood,
4: in a down mood, just put mm-hmm. on Midsummer.
0: Just it'll it'll, liven you right up.
4: I will say, like, part of the inspiration was that when Bill, I saw Midsummer in the theater with my friend Amber. We were the only ones in the theater except for this older gentleman, and he was living. For Amber's commentary. Right. He just really um, wanted to watch you guys. He, he didn't should. want to watch Right. And I thought, like, what a beautiful thing. Like, he's he's enjoying like this moment of this woman like getting her life from somebody getting their face hammered in. Uh but
0: Spoilers.
4: Yeah, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> um but also the first time Bill saw the movie was at the drive in. And so, you know, we're watching this movie up there on the big screen and then i look in the rear uh, rear view mirror and behind us there's like a lot full of families watching lion king uh
0: (laughs) so imagine simba's at the top of pride rock and Rafiki is there and he's like simba you're too fucking old and so he pushes them off the mountain, but Simba lands feet first, and his feet, just, his legs just shatter. And so then uh, Timon and Pumbaa come up with a big ass fucking hammer and smash his fair, fucking that face hammer
3: in. is like comically large.
0: It
4: really so it is. It would fit in. But that's—I <laughs> mean, I was like, everyone in this drive-in is being traumatized right now. It was yeah. like a beautiful moment of community. Yeah.
0: Which is a, something that we will talk about in a minute The yeah. ability to have shared emotions Anyways, before we do that, let's talk about these movies So, for those of you who haven't, haven't seen who, for, for those of you who haven't seen Legally Blonde <laughs> I have had nothing to drink <coughs> I've been stone cold sober for, for over a year And I still sound like this So, thank you for tuning in to two films uh, For Curious We're Watching Hereditary Anyways, in Legally Blonde The movie goes like this L Woods is great she's a successful student and really just an icon in her sorority and a great friend and she's a wonderful person and she's gonna go on a really nice date with her boyfriend who's some asshole and i don't remember his name
4: warner Grant. huntington the third
0: warner Huntington III. that's third. how you know he's trouble they call him trey or sometimes trip when he falls down <laughs> anyways she's going on a date with her boyfriend v- 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 warner and he goes to the, the she's like Burner. zit he's gonna he, he's gonna propose tonight. I'm gonna be L Huntington third and uh, she gets a she gets a fancy dress and she goes on the date and he's like, l, I'm just i'm this is it this is i'm gonna I'm gonna be successful. I'm going to Harvard Law." and she's like, "Yes, I will marry you." and he's like, that's why we need to break up." Because I need a serious person, and she was like, "I'm sorry, what the fuck did you say?" And she's very upset about that, as well. She should be. And she goes back to her dorm, and she realizes, wait a second. Uh, if Warner if Warner wants somebody serious, and he's going to Harvard Law, I should show him that I too can be a serious Harvard Law student. And so she studies super hard, and she gets a great score on the LSATs, and she uh, does a video application to Harvard Law, and she applies the harvard law dude to like i realize that you guys listening can't see the face that i made but you can imagine it and they were like we should get this person in and they were like but what she's a fashion major and like she got a good score on the lsats and she's got a lot of extracurriculars and they got like these wide eyes and he's like all right fuck fine
4: i believe in the musical too they say the reason for her admission is multiculturalism yes Mm -hmm. interesting
0: the Blonde L. Woods. Into
3: a diversity quota.
0: Right. Multiculturalism. So, anyways, uh, she gets accepted to Harvard Law, and uh, she goes to her first class, and she's ready to go to class, but maybe isn't necessarily ready to go to law school, and finds out pretty fast that law school has uh, expectations that maybe were not impressed upon her at the beginning. And so uh, she gets asked to leave her first class because she didn't do the reading and is not prepared. Now, full disclosure, I'll pause really quick. Uh, Everybody in this chat, uh, please raise your hand if you would read your syllabi before each semester and see if there was readings you needed to do before the first day of class. Fuck. I think that says everything, Never mind.
4: (laughs) I thought that would be right.
0: Anyway, we don't need to tally that. We're gonna blow right past it. You can't I you totally
3: think that she's in the wrong by not knowing that there was yeah. reading before yeah.
4: the class? That's but that's character development.
0: And it True. certainly was. Anyways, we would just skip class anyway. So, oh because if you don't skip class, you have to skip you
2: two classes, and class that's why you failed I didn't piano. Want to do
1: that. <laughs> that's why I failed. Piano. Well, that's, why that's, I why I
0: failed. that's why I mean I straight up failed uh, screenwriting, and that's why I have a podcast. anyways uh she goes she gets out of her class and she meets uh the less curious wilson brother who's like oh yeah you've got these law professors here's some helpful tips and she's like thank you for these helpful tips and then warner's there and he was like oh because he met she she met him a little bit before the before they went into class and he was like what the fuck are you doing here And she's like i got into Harvard law and he was like you got in here and she's like what like it's hard and that's a very iconic line very iconic. and then so when she comes out of class she meets up with warner and she's like hey warner how are you doing and then the other student that was basically responsible for elwood's getting kicked out of class is like hey guess what i'm engaged to your ex-boyfriend and el's like well that's shitty uh and then like she's trying a little bit harder in class but she's not getting it quite yet and then uh, Warner's fiancé Like she hears someone planning a party And she's like, fuck yeah, a party And she gets out and it's Warner's fiancé And she's like, oh and she's like, yeah, it's a costume party You should come And so she, she's got this uh, very uh, playboy bunny uh, outfit To go to the costume party Heads up, it's not a costume party Pause real quick Everybody in the chat, raise your hand If you were invited to a costume party And then showed up And you were the only one in a costume Oh never mind ain't nobody gonna raise their hand <laughs> we don't even have to worry about it. we're gonna blow right past that suffice it to say this was also <laughs> character building uh, well to be fair it really was a it really was a costume party uh, but it was high school and it was a teacher that organized it and it was an extracurricular and so all of the students were like no but i was an impressionable freshman and i wanted to have friends and so i built a very elaborate uh, robot costume from the home depot and i looked like a fucking moron so that really set the tone for my high school career Anyways uh, Elle Woods is like you know what Fuck it and she's like Thank you for inviting me to this party You're kind of an asshole And she goes and she gets an iBook And she's tight taking notes And she's kicking ass and she's doing real good in law school And then uh, The Prime Minister of Canada from Argo Is like hey you should be In my law program and, Or in my internship And she's like okay I can do that And so she applies for the internship and she gets it and the first case is uh, a fitness guru who sells fitness tapes that's also a sorority sister of Elwood's. And Elwood's like, we absolutely should defend her. She's absolutely innocent. She didn't kill her husband, even though they uh, have a large yeah. age gap. <laughs> and uh, She
4: has endorphins.
0: She does. And Yeah. People who exercise have endorphins. You, can't, you wouldn't kill somebody if you were happy, she says. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, mean I get what she means. Right. <laughs> I get it. But I get it. I mean, I get it. And ultimately, she's right so uh uh the lady ali larder is like hey uh i didn't kill my husband i have a good alibi, but i can't tell you what it is and then elwood's like hey but on the on the down low what's the alibi and she was like i have liposuction and you can't do that if your whole job is to tell people you don't need liposuction and elwood's is like bet anyways i won't tell anybody and so they're like why the fuck won't you tell anybody And she's like fuck you anyways uh court case is going okay uh it's not it's not winning it yet but it's going okay and then uh, Elwoods has an epiphany. Turns out Pool Boy is not having an affair because he's gay because he knows about shoes. <laughs> uh, so there you go.
3: And he had a share
4: tape.
0: And he had a share <laughs> tape. Everybody raise your hand uh, in the chat if you own a share CD.
4: No, we don't anymore. We gave it to my dad.
0: No, I think I still have one in my car.
4: <laughs> there you go.
0: So anyways, the go. <clears throat> so there's that. <laughs> uh where was i anyways it was a growth moment for l and uh then uh the prime minister of canada from argo is like "Elle, you're doing so good you should have sex with me so that you can have a better score and she was like fuck you and fuck that and she's like i'm gonna leave and then the uh the law professor who was gonna throw her out of her class or who threw her out of her class on the first day was like you know what Elle woods no you got this shit don't do that and so then Ali Larder is like, I want Elle Woods to be my only representation. And then Elwood stumbles a little bit, but then she fucking nails it. And Linda Cardellini is going to jail for killing her dad. And then Elwoods graduates from law school. She's like, fuck you, Warner 103rd. And she falls <laughs> in love with Luke Wilson, and then he's going to propose tonight. And that is Legally Blonde.
2: Yay. Yay.
4: Okay,
0: good.
4: You left out something I, very important. You
0: left Bruiser the dog, he's very her... nice.
4: You, you left, left out, out Bruiser Coolidge out of a and Paulette. Story.
0: Oh, I yeah. did forget. I forgot about Paulette.
4: She is important. She's very
0: important. It really is. And I forgot. And it's one, she's one of my favorite characters in the movie. And I forgot. Oh, and that's
2: really? <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm doing this off the cuff. I, I, I distinctly remember. He forgets remember, about me all the time. I so would never. I, I would never. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
4: he wakes up, rolls over in the morning, and is like, <gasps> <gasps> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's because I've startled myself awake with my own toots again. <laughs> We're gonna cut that. I don't think we're gonna cut, to to cut that. I don't think you're gonna cut that. Nah.
3: No, but Paulette's or Jennifer Coolidge's scenes are my favorite.
0: They are quite
2: Just, good.
3: Like when she spills the whole thing to her, she's like, She has the Harry Winston on her bony, unpolished <laughs> finger. And Paulette is like, I know I've got what did she say? I've got stretch marks and a fat ass. She <laughs> says every she says, day.
4: She says, What is that? What does she have that you don't? Three
2: tits. Tits? <laughs>
0: <laughs> She is quite an important part of that movie, and I do like her bits a lot. Uh, her bits? What? No, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean—the bits that she's in. <laughs> oh. Anyways, this was a growth moment for Bill. <laughs> so,
2: because
0: of uh, the bits. we've we've all acknowledged <laughs> the parts that I've missed now, and uh, so Devin, would you like to tell us about Midsummer?
4: oh yeah this
0: is apparently a very tough audience so please make sure you have that in mind
4: it's true um okay uh midsummer this is a movie um about justice and female empowerment uh (laughs) Uh sorry amanda's already laughing so i'm laughing uh this is a movie about uh danny that's her name right (laughs)
0: <laughs> Ask me. I don't yeah, know. Again. It's Danny D A N I.
4: So I believe they never really mention it. Like they mention it a couple of times, but it's not like a highlighted fact. I believe she's, uh, like a psychology counseling student.
0: Yeah, I think so. She
4: a graduate student. I yeah. feel like I get that vibe. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. she is away at school and receives a troubling email from her sister, who is at home with her parents and. Um, very early on we learned two unfortunate things about Danny's life number one it is that her sister has decided to um commit suicide and uh murder their parents in a very horrific way it was one of the most shocking visuals I've ever seen
0: cars and hoses it's not great
4: um unfortunate fact number two her boyfriend is a huge dick uh Right before she gets the news, he was debating about whether or not to break up with her because he's planning this big trip, um, and they're going to Sweden. That's where it is, right? Sweden. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was non-specific Scandinavia. Is it Sweden? Yeah, I mean it
4: doesn't have to be. It's but yes, non-specific Scandinavia will will do. So, um, like the person he is, um, he decides to. Uh, continue the relationship and punishes her for her grief. They um, He lies about the trip, but then she finds out about it at a party. Uh, so then he just on the spot invites her to go on the trip in front of all of his friends, which that was one of the most realistic scenes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when a dude does something like that and all of his friends feel obligated to, like, Go along with it but you can see how miserable they are in their eyes um very well done uh so they all go on the trip together and the whole time like danny's not doing she's not doing too well she's not okay understandably um but again uh what is her boyfriend's name i should really have looked
0: warbin hired i didn't remember his third. name because i christian. really don't like him christian.
4: christian that's right that tracks christian uh is just being really passive-aggressive the whole time. And so they arrive, and, you know, they want to um, take mushrooms when they get there. And Danny knows that's maybe not the best idea for her. And so he, of course, has to be a martyr and says he's not going to do it either. So then he makes her feel guilty. And so they decide to do it, and they go on this. I feel like this is, like, the beginning of the rest of the movie, just being, like, a really bad trip where it's, like, Everything just starts like metaphor. Yeah. Everything like <laughs> visually in the movie has that look like it's very unsettling. Like yeah. you never can quite tell like if something's actually happening, if people are just seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. um but then they arrive at this. W- would you call it like a commune? Like a yeah, yeah, a commune. you know, uh, a cult. Yes, yeah. I mean that's eventually what we learn it is. Uh, they arrive and their friend uh, who they met at their school had, this is his home and he was bringing them back to visit to observe uh, the festival they have for midsummer. Um, so they're investigating, uh, because I believe it's one of the friends of the group who was planning on writing his thesis on this mm-hmm. uh, community. And then surprise, surprise, suddenly Christian is inspired and decides he wants to write his thesis on the community
0: he does a good job being like i know you're going to write your thesis on the community but i'm writing my thesis on this community and i know that that's different so <laughs> right.
4: oh, but, but he's he al- willing to share with you he, right oh, yeah. he offers to share because uh-huh. he's very um obliging in that way
0: very good guy christian we've known this throughout the movie
4: uh, <laughs> so um as they're there for the festival there are a lot of like rituals that happen and one of the first rituals they see is um they have some older members of their community that are up at the top of this cliff there's a lot of chanting singing going on um and then uh, the members of the community jump off onto this giant rock Some of them are more successful than others in accomplishing their mission. Uh, So, for the man who decided to jump feet first.
0: Like a moron. Who
4: does that? What an idiot.
0: (laughs) a damn fool.
4: (laughs) He jumps feet first, is still alive when he hits the bottom. Uh, There's the, uh, what is it called? The foreshadowed hammer from the beginning of the episode.
0: Chekhov's hammer as it were. <laughs> yeah, they were prepared they, for this thing. They, they knew it might happen.
4: Right. It cocks right. the
0: hammer and fires.
3: They, they, well, I even remember when we were, over here. I bet he's going to jump feet first. <laughs> when we, when,
0: <laughs> they picked that guy for, so on, funny. for a reason. They Do were it. like, <laughs> this asshole's so stupid. We're going to make him jump. He's going to jump feet first like a moron, too.
4: Well, I remember when we were watching it, like, I think it was one of y'all, Tyler and Amanda, like, you saw, like, the hammer they were holding. And someone oh, yeah, was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like <laughs> we already knew. Yeah. Um. So they help speed along the process with the hammer. It's very graphic. Um. What's interesting is like everyone's horrified. Um. All of the all of the outsiders that were brought into the community are horrified. Um. But the leader is shocked that they are so upset and kind of explains that this is part of their ritual when they reach a certain age um, they know that it is their time to go so that someone else can take their place Uh, and the rest of the rituals and sequences of events are equally as horrifying so there's uh murders obviously everyone's kind of being picked off one at a time uh some of the that couple that was brought, they mysteriously vanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in Danny's friend group start to vanish when they uh, go places they're not supposed to go. Or that one guy, that the annoying fuck. guy, peed on the ancestral tree. The ashes yeah. tree. <laughs> what a fuck up. Up. Yeah, so they, they all out. inevitably do something, yeah, to get the hammer. Uh, and then finally, it's just Christian and Danny and it's time for the maypole uh and they do the traditional maypole dance to determine who the may queen is um and this whole time danny has been kind of like tripping out i mean it seems she hasn't taken any other drugs but again it's like that that feeling of confusion and having like Mm -hmm. hallucinatory dreams about her sister and her seeing her family show up randomly in the crowd or she has a dream where she sees them uh the boys drive away in a car and then Mm -hmm. smoke comes out of her mouth um so it's obvious that she's still processing her grief there um but in in that moment of like doing the maypole dance it's like the one time we see her like she's smiling and she's having Mm -hmm. fun and like they i think they all have to take a shot of that drink which is obviously has some other kind of hallucinogen in it.
2: The doobly uh, soda.
4: But right before that, they had had dinner, and uh, we were treated to this uh, tableau of a scene of uh, their one of their mating rituals, I guess, which is uh, kind of a step-by-step step, uh Tutorial on how to catch a man in this community.
0: (laughs) How to to win the eye of your um it
4: I won't describe all of it, I'll just say it involves hair and blood.
0: But not from your head.
4: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so we see him pick some hairs out of his mouth after they eat dinner and his drink is a suspicious color. Um, there's a particular girl who's like keeps giving him the eye, and so during the
0: just give him a hairy eye <laughs> the whole time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> during the dance, uh, like b- two things are happening at once. Like he's becoming more and more drawn to this girl, while Danny is like spinning, dancing. Eventually, she becomes May Queen, so they take her away to perform. A blessing on their fields and she's supposed to guarantee that they you know their crops will thrive and things like that and then um christian is being seduced uh he thinks by one woman uh and then when he opens the door he finds out that everyone is going to be present for this act uh because we find out that this is because they lost two members of their community they now have to uh restock their amazon cart uh so <laughs> and
0: as the old adage goes when one of us fucks
1: <laughs>
0: all of us fuck, all fuck.
4: <laughs> literally yeah in this movie i thought you were gonna Only. say when the barn starts a rocking don't come
0: <laughs> and what did danny do
4: danny sees it when she gets mm-hmm. back is very upset understandably um i think i would just be upset by the singing The singing was very upsetting. (laughs) Not even by anything else that was going on. Just the sounds. So then she goes back to her room, and it's like Danny has fully been absorbed into this community. The women run out. They surround her. She cries, and they cry with her in a very disturbing way. Uh, And then uh, we find out that the final ritual is yet to come, Uh, And it's also what they've been working towards this whole time uh, as there's this yellow house in the back of the community and they place the bodies of several of the people who were brought and also two volunteers. um, And someone has to be placed, this sounds so bizarre. (laughs) I mean, it is bizarre, but like explaining it is even more bizarre. (laughs) So there's, they hollow out the carcass of a bear. And then have to place someone in it to sit in the house while it burns down as an offering. Um, and as the May Queen, Danny is able to make a choice of who she would like that to be. So there's this great moment where Christian's sitting there, just kind of helpless. Uh, oh, yeah, because he.
0: He had some more of the Doobie wine.
4: He, he's in a wheelchair.
0: Stuff blowing. <laughs> oh, the yeah, they, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they put <Yopo laughs> they drugs him face. And he, he
4: can't move. Yo, po. And so she looks at him, and next thing we know, the house is blazing up. Christian's inside. And the best part of the movie to me is they just zoom in. Danny's, like, smiling ear to ear. Very just happy. She graduated Harvard Law. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's the end that's Did I mean miss something. anything? I think you got it Most of the The important parts oh, You didn't
0: yeah. get the The person that paints the bible Oh yeah But I don't think that's nearly yeah. as important as um, Paulette, Paulette. <laughs> Man whoever summarized Legally Blonde A fucking idiot No, no
4: He no. tried his best
1: You did um, it
0: Anyways, that's so, midsummer.
4: That's the movies. The
0: so uh, movies. we haven't missed anything, but I know that there's some fun facts we don't know. <gasps>
1: we facts. do. We, I have a lot. Fun and facts. some of them are really big.
4: That's oh, a fact that.
1: right there. That's
4: Yeah, why don't big. y'all have a fun fact, facts yeah. song? Y'all need like a little, yeah, you need a fun little facts. jingle. <laughs> fun, fun facts.
0: facts. There you Put go. them in your butt.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't know where we were. I
4: thought you <laughs> had <have> to. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to keep your stupid comments in your pocket.
0: Oh, yeah. Keep your stupid comments in your pocket. But we'll share them here. Time Here's to a... empty those pockets, Tyler. Let's hear about the fun <laughs> facts. Here's a fun so? fact that I don't think you have on your list Legally Blonde has a pop up video fun facts version on the DVD. And uh, if you're going to tell me about all of the actors in the world that have blonde hair or the origin of the word blonde then I would also know that because I watched the pop-up video <laughs> for Legally Blonde. Those wow. are none of my fun
1: facts, actually. Oh.
0: You probably have some good, better ones.
1: So the first one is that a perfect score on the L side is 180, which means <gasps> Damn, 179. Really L was in the top 0.1%. Damn. Because people don't even score 179s on it, so that's awesome. Good for her.
3: She's so smart.
1: She really is. As agreed in, the, in her contract for the movie, Reese, With, Reese Witherspoon got to keep all of the costumes after filming.
0: That's so cool.
3: Oh, I saw that on um, the Home Edit on Netflix. They go to Reese's house. Oh, she's she just got all of them? Her closet, Yeah, and she has all of the outfits. Oh, so totally. She still has them. Yeah, she awesome. still has them as of 2019 or
4: whatever. that's that been. Yeah, it's so cool. She's so wonderful, just her as a person. She's great.
1: Uh, in the opening credits, we see Elle brushing her hair. This is not actually Reese Witherspoon. as She was in England at the time filming another movie. It's oh. a stand-in hair. Who's it's standing like, in the hair? It doesn't say hmm. someone. That's right. Could have been you. Could have been me. Uh,
4: <laughs> she was filming The Importance of Being Earnest.
1: That's that's on here. You're right. Did <laughs> oh, she oh, play <laughs> Earnest? You got oh. it. I, no, I was it. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> 2002. It was the only thing because <laughs> it's in parentheses. Um, when she's studying for the LSAT With her sorority sister Amy Amy's reading off answer choices for an LSAT question This is an actual question From the June 2000 LSAT It's part of the analytical cool. reasoning section Do
0: you cool. have the question? Are you going to read it to us? No, I don't have the question
1: You'll just have to watch the movie and find out
2: <gasps> <laughs> We
1: told you the plot
0: But now you get the details if
1: you watch it yourself and you get the missing character that we didn't go over. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe this is two films, They're curious. You guys have a great day. <laughs> I'm going to go get a Sonic soda. No,
2: I'm just
1: kidding. This, this next one is just an interesting one about, like, filming in general. Neither the confrontation with Warner outside of the classroom, or the courtroom, nor the final graduation scene were part of the original script. When the movie was tested, audiences were so wrapped up in Elle's story they were disappointed she never got revenge on Warner. And they also wanted to know what happened to her and did she become a lawyer in the end and everything like that. Uh, The two scenes were filmed in England because Reese Witherspoon was in England. Um, The Great Hall of Dunwich College in London played Harvard Law School. During the scene, only Witherspoon and Davis were actually present. All the shots of Jennifer Coolidge, Selma Blair, Luke Wilson, and every other cast member was filmed in Los Angeles and then they just spliced them together. Uh, Witherspoon and Wilson were both wearing wigs. She had cut her hair after finishing filming and he... Or, and then he had had his head shaved for Royal Tenenbaums. So they both had wigs <laughs> on in that. There you go. And then, like, they were more pale, or more tan, so they really just were able to be like, it's two years later. <laughs> so that people look different, that's why. There you go. Yeah,
3: Another change. two films film. The Royal Tenenbaums. That's yeah. Right.
0: Featuring another two films, Three Curious alone. I mean, one it, from here. That's Amanda. That's Amanda was in on in the room with us. <gasps> Wait. The alum
1: is in the house. (laughs) In the Zoom where
2: it happened? Oh. Um,
1: Neat. Yeah, fun facts. (laughs) Now, Midsommar, which has some very fun facts. Oh, I'm excited for these. So, when the film was released in Sweden, I love this. Rather than eliciting fear, many people laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Many Swedish critics praised the film as an excellent black comedy.
4: Honestly, Fair. Amber and yeah. I did a lot of
1: laughing in the theater. I believe it. There are things that you laugh, that I laughed at, that almost because I didn't know how to react to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: Um, the practice of atestupa, which is that ritual suicide that we see, is a myth. As depicted, the elderly are expected to sacrifice for the good of the village, maintaining efficiency. However, the original source of this as an idea is a 13th century Icelandic account in Gartrek's saga that supposed that Hattestupas happened in Norway and Scandinavia, um, although they've only been referred to in the 18th and 19th century. And most serious historians, because it's only mentioned in this one thing, think that this is actually just part of people from Iceland depicting Swedes as uh, barbarians because they converted to Christianity (laughs) a century later than Iceland did. So they're really really just like, (laughs) yeah, those guys, they, they killed themselves in ritual suicide. It's crazy. They were idiots. <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs>
3: That's a good pronunciation. Good
1: job. Yeah. I looked it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was practicing.
1: <laughs> Danny's surname is Ardor, which we only know from being on the computer screen in several shots at the beginning of the film when she's chatting with her sister or emailing her. This is Latin for flame.
2: Oh. Foreshadowing
4: foreshadowing
3: Dang.
2: best
3: movie loves <clears throat> foreshadowing yeah they, they do. do
0: yep
1: uh this one i really like as well after the sex scene christian is supposed to run away in the rope that he entered in that's what's in the original script uh it was the actor himself that suggested that he runs out completely nude in order to appear more vulnerable thus he's nude in the film he was inspired by having recently watched the last house on the left like many films in the horror genre Women are disrobed, humiliated, and or assaulted before their demise. He felt it was due time that male characters suffer the same indignity.
0: It's interesting you say that because I learned a thing today when I was in a meeting uh, and not paying attention to it and instead was reading all about the Halloween franchise. And from there I learned that occasionally we will refer to uh, final men in horror movies as scream kings, as the opposite of a scream queen. And I guess... I mean, he dies, so he's not the final man and would therefore not count as a Scream queen, scream, scream King. Uh, but I think that it's interesting that there are instances where this would happen. They have praised Patrick Wilson for being one of the better Scream Kings in this world because of his work in The Conjuring and Insidious. Amazing. And Sega. other scary movies he's in. Like The Conjuring 2.
4: And
2: <laughs> 3.
0: Uh, Annabelle.
4: Bell I don't think he's in.
0: He's way. in the one that we saw. Annabelle comes home at the very beginning. Oh yeah, but not it. the Annabelle.
4: Annabelle, Annabelle no. three. This doesn't matter.
0: Annabeller Yeah, Anna, Anna, Annabelle. Annabelle three. Even
4: more
2: Annabelle. Annabelle four, this time the there's cool. two bells. <laughs> Anna, Annabelle
0: chipwrecked <laughs> <laughs> an And
1: Then I've got one more midsummer one. So the feast turns around the number nine. The ritual lasts for nine days during which nine lives are sacrificed. Pell explains to Danny that the rest of the newcomers and the rest of the newcomers that the life cycle marks 18 years as the end of childhood, 36 of youth, 54 of maturity and 72. Those are all intervals of nine. Uh, in addition, the feast is celebrated every 90 years implying that each person sacrificed gives 10 years of like protection to the town. Midsummer is nine letters. Also, the beginning of the movie, when Danny leaves the message for her parents, it counts to nine on the voicemail before it cuts to a different part of the house. Now, I mean, the idea that nine nine is important in Norse mythology, uh, mostly as when Odin gave up his eye to the Well of Mimir and hung himself from the bottom of Yggdrasil, the world tree, for nine days. That's how he learned runes, and that's how he gave runes to mankind. And there is a lot of runes in the movie.
0: Instead of having to hang myself from a tree for nine days so that I could get my letters.
1: Right. And now all you learned is cursive?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a
4: that's Ariaster. He loves...
0: He loves he metaphor. Lo-
2: yes.
3: And the last sentence you have written here f- is, that's why we have to steal the Declaration of Independence.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nine is also no in german he, and when you think and that is, is that a relevant fun fact you would say no
4: i know it he is. loves foreshadowing <laughs> though too because the paintings in danny's apartment are all mm-hmm. foreshadowing like that yeah. one above her bed is of the little girl with the huge bear
3: mm-hmm. and she's
4: wearing a crown mm-hmm. uh-huh the painting yeah yep like all foreshadowing
0: and in Hereditary, that lady gets her face smashed off, which is foreshadowing. For in Midsummer, when they smash that dude's face off,
4: <laughs> foreshadowing for Ari Aster's weird trauma that he needs to depict. He's just over a huge Cannibal Corpse
0: fan, and his favorite <laughs> single is Hammer Smashed Face. <laughs> Anyways, those uh, were great. Those were really amazing fun facts, and I appreciated hearing them.
3: That was fun
0: and factual. <laughs> Now let's move on to the next part of our episode. This is the part where we talk about similarities and differences. Here's an interesting difference. The yeah. DVD case for Legally Blonde <laughs> is pink.
2: The oh copy of
0: Midsummer I have,
1: the case is yellow. Yellow, that's an odd color for just a DVD
0: case. I feel like I don't see that well, very often. Here's the other difference. It's not just a regular DVD case. You painted it yellow. It's the fancy, I did. No, it's the fancy <laughs> A24 one. Which means that it's even taller than a regular DVD case. It's a change. book. Yes, it's quite fancy. There's lots yeah. of nice art in it, and so uh, we, we, next time you come over, you should look at it.
3: What kind of art is in it? Is it the art of like the love potion?
0: Yeah, it's like magazine? some of the stuff. Yeah, it's With no, it's got hair. all the. It's got no. I mean, it's got some pictures like that, but it's got all the pictures like some of the pictures that they look at, and they're just oh the yeah, book. like the tapestries. It's neat. Yeah. It's also the extended version, uh, and I've not watched it yet, but it's longer. So there's that. Anyways, other similarities and differences. I know that Devin has some because she kept saying that she wanted to tell them to me, but then was going to save them for here. And I'm excited to hear that. <laughs> oh. Do you have similarity? Does that mean you want me to? Yeah, I want to.
4: Really <laughs> oh, okay. Said. <laughs> um, well, I think I can just kind of share like my brief thoughts, and y'all can add on to them. Uh. I have a lot I felt very strongly about this pairing and I couldn't like exactly express why I just knew that they needed to be together well it's
0: multi-layered the reason why it's on many levels it's a good pairing
1: that's what makes Um, the good pairings yeah
4: Yes. okay so first of all I feel like we have to talk about the male gaze because that is a very important concept in both movies
0: He had those shoes. He knew what the shoes were.
4: (laughs) Fun fact in the musical for Legally Blonde, the song for that scene is called Is He Gay or European? How can you tell? (laughs) Also,
0: if you haven't yet, you really should watch the musical. Last time I checked, it's all on YouTube and it is amazing. It really tightens up the movie, uh, which I didn't know that there was any fat that could be trimmed. But I think that it makes it more concise. Songs and I, are great. The songs are great, and the message seems to land a little better with the musical, which again is odd because the message lands really well in the movie.
4: They actually did a like televised performance for MTV, so there's like a nice quality version of production it. of it out there somewhere. I'm not saying to watch it. You do your on own YouTube. research. But
3: no, we'll watch it. It's we'll out. Watch there. it
4: right
0: now. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Pause. Pause. Pause it. We'll come back. We'll, come, we'll reassess in about two hours.
4: Um, okay, so I feel like the male gaze is used very differently in these two movies, but the the effect, the meaning, the takeaway is the same for me. What do you
3: mean by the male gaze?
4: So, for instance, the way that the movie begins is we have, you know, there's the card that's coming for Elle, and uh, the girl's riding on the bicycle. And while she's riding on the bike, um, while she's riding – the guys on, you know, at the at the frat house stop and they yell and they whoop at her. And she's like, oh, I love it. When, you know, any woman I would ever know um, would be like, what are you doing? Like, that is not attractive. That's not appealing. But we're seeing this slice of life through the camera as depicted by the male gaze. So basically, the male gaze is, um, you know, this critical lens that we use to look at how um misogyny informs uh a lot of media because uh the depictions of the the sorority girls are I'm like I'm blown away by like how like progressive it really is for its time uh Bill and I were talking about this because Elle herself is such a huge feminist icon I feel like because she was an empowered, very feminine woman before that was okay. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like this movie came out in the height of sort of like the girl power movement where, you know, you had to be a tomboy or you had to hate, you know, soft or frilly things to be like a strong woman. Um, But Elle is a strong woman because of her femininity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I think that, her her feminine energy is really what, it, what gives her the strength to do what she does. I think I love how she is the president and like the most, you know, she's homecoming queen, she's the most popular girl, um, but she is beloved because she's kind, she's helpful, like, mm-hmm. you know, and she's not like the bitch that you would normally see, you know, depicted. Uh, however, I feel like Elle is still very sexualized and a lot of the women are still very sexualized in the movie but i think the clever twist is that they're aware of it like it's like they're in on it and they kind of the, a lot of the movie is also about how they use their sexuality in a way that benefits them because they realize they're living in this system that will sexualize them no matter what um so
0: Which is why it was bad i forgot about jennifer coolie exactly all that Paulette. <laughs> because that's very important part that happens in one of those things
4: Because, um, you know, I feel like another parallel scene to the beginning when, you know, the girl's riding it on the bike is when Elle's at the football game and she's in her bikini. She's having, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she's doing, taking a sun bath or whatever, but she knows what she's doing. Like, she's doing that on purpose because she's trying to antagonize Warner. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like the whole movie really, like, grabs onto this uh, trope of, like, subverting the traditional male gaze um and a lot of those like you know blondes from movies past where like Elle has depth and like a nuance to her um and like it's not on accident like she knows it um Midsummer, on the other hand like I feel like it's the same message that's being communicated but it I mean understandably it's a little more bleak <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like this is like the the embodiment of like modern feminism, uh, where Danny. I feel like it's interesting how they how they characterize her so fast because I feel sorry for her for so much of the movie, but it's not because of like I don't think it's her fault. And I think in, in other movies, typically, I would have been like, well, why are you acting like that? Like, why are you, you know, they would have framed it in a way where, like, she was dumb for making the decisions that she kept, you know, making or whatever. But I love the way that they framed the whole situation to show that, like, Danny is being, like, honest and genuine and truthful. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, she can't help that everyone, all of the men around her are liars and kind of just terrible people uh yep. right
0: at best they're almost criminally apathetic those are the most the, the best men in the movies are the one are the ones that really just ignore her and are trying to do their research and they also shouldn't be doing that they should be caring
4: <laughs> um i, I also like how ha- <laughs> or i'm not even gonna go so far as to say they should be caring but, like, they should at least just be honest. Like, because I feel like the whole That's, movie, um, yeah. they lie to her. They try to pacify her. When she obviously, like, can take it. Like, I feel like she never would have gone on the trip if she knew that, like, he really didn't want her to go. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah.
0: she would have found something else to do. Exactly. Easily. And I,
3: think
4: she
0: I didn't mean caring, like, compassion. In.
3: Uh-huh. I think she me Danny pretty much reacts the most reasonable out of the, all of the characters in that movie to every situation that happens exactly and, if and that's she, yeah. if they were just honest with her it would have turned mm-hmm. out a lot differently
4: but I love that because it's kind of like Uh, going against the typical sort of horror movie thing where it's like you have the person or like, you know, the final girl or whatever and, you know, they're going into the room in the dark by themselves and you're like, who would do that? Like, no one would do that. Mm -hmm. I think every woman would react, you know, at least a little similarly to the way that Danny reacts to the information she's being given. Um, And then again, like, I like how Both movies end with a very like visual shift away from the male gaze to both characters. Like you're at their eye level, like staring into the camera with Elle. You know, it's at the graduation speech, and Mm -hmm. you know you're seeing how successful she is. And then with Danny, you see her just getting her life, watching her her ex boyfriend. Exactly, (laughs) 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 she's
0: the May queen.
4: Exactly, and she's the May queen. Mm -hmm. Uh, She gets the hat. But anyway, I feel like I've talked for a long time, but that was definitely one of the biggest similarities I saw.
0: I really, uh, I thought that it, it was interesting to see how both movies have, at least as part of their focus, the idea of like... Communally enjoying the relation, the the feelings of your friend, communally being a part of the feelings of your friend, and how that that can be. I guess Midsummer is the one that focuses on it being performative or not. But um, when Danny is so distraught because she finally realizes how shitty her boyfriend is, and she starts to cry, and all the women around her are mimicking her crying, it's not. It when you see it earlier on in the movie, it looks weird. And it almost is like them mocking the emotions of things that are happening. But in this instance, you can tell that what they're doing is they're showing that they feel the same pain that Danny is feeling. Mm -hmm. And in a similar way, you see as Elle's, especially her her sorority friends, uh, but also her friends at the salon, are really invested in feeling feeling her emotions with her, helping, being excited when she's excited, and feeling sad with her when she is sad.
3: Um, this is more of like a... I mean, it, it's not a huge, huge topic, but early in both of the movies, both of the main characters have a depressed period mm. of, like, where they're both just laying in bed and can't do anything else. So... I mean, for Elle, it's obviously a lot less serious, but it's, it's you know. Is
4: it, though? It's I a mean, very it's...
3: serious topic for an early aughts movie. I mean, a breakup yeah. when you thought you were getting engaged, come on. Like, is could there be anything worse? No. Maybe, like, your parents and your sister dying. But, um, yeah, so they both have, like, a Elle doesn't period. even have a sister, so. <laughs> she has Her so sorority many sisters. sisters. Oh, my that's God, true. So sisters. Oh, that would
2: be sad. Um, yeah, so. No, but so I think
0: that... they're good depictions of it too because they're not i mean obviously elle is very sad at the dinner where she finds out that she's not uh getting engaged and it's a more outward reflection of that emotion but both danny and elle woods's depression look like a depression might they're very they're not very outward showing they're very reserved and in in their own space Mm -hmm.
4: yeah Midsummer I feel like it's that classic thing where like usually in a horror movie the monster is not the bad guy it's it's an emotion that's the bad guy Love and that. like for midsummer I feel like the the monster is grief and that's what the whole movie is about it's about Danny dealing with her grief yeah. so, I agree
0: I wonder what a really fucked up thing happened in Ari Aster's past that he wants to make two really fucking horrifying, great movies about grief.
4: Something bad. Maybe he Griefy. just likes grief.
0: Yeah, he's like, man.
3: <laughs> he would be the worst grief
2: counselor.
0: Or the best.
2: Or, or the best.
0: <laughs> Honestly, if, if his grief counseling was, hey man, you got a DVD player? And I'm like, yeah, here's two signed copies you watch of my these movies.
2: movies like, Aces. But maybe
4: that's also why... Uh, Danny is a counseling student. Yeah. In the movie.
1: Yeah. I got a difference. Yes. Uh-oh. Unfortunately.
2: <laughs> you said that I'm sorry.
1: Unfortunately, only at the end of one movie does the
0: boyfriend get burned alive. <laughs>
2: yes.
4: So sad. I, I
0: really would have liked to have seen Warbinton ding 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 din, din, get burned alive too.
4: Did you just speak Swedish? <laughs> yes.
0: I speak Swedish. I
4: feel like it's at least a little implied that his family might kill him because he is unemployed and unsuccessful at the end of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll fall I off the like yacht, yacht rich unfortunately, one day.
4: It's right. Fire
2: rich and people... water. There's a difference.
0: There He's you go. The <laughs> if, you're, if you have a rich family, you get, it, you get one layabout kid, right? Yeah. And then how it goes. Yeah. You get one.
4: It's a banana, Michael. Fucko. How much could it cost? Ten dollars.
0: He'll be the Buster Bluth of his family.
4: <laughs> he has to stay out on the balcony till zip up time. <laughs>
0: that sounds like Warner Huntington III. You <laughs> would and have to okay, stay out on the balcony.
3: I go join the military.
0: Army <laughs> lets me down, mother. Mother,
3: Lucille. These are my awards
0: from Army. From Army. It sounds like you're dating mom. It kind of feels like
2: that too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> we just quote that. arrested development the rest of the
2: episode?
0: You know, I think that uh let's talk about arrested development. I feel like the last uh, half hour of this show, this episode is gonna just be about <laughs> arrested development. No, I'm kidding.
4: <laughs> I feel like the first similarity we all came up with that was so immediate was that Christian and Warner are basically the same person. They are. I remember I said that like when we went over to watch it at y'all's house, and Amanda was like, "Yes, yep, yep."
3: However, down on my notes, boyfriend is an unsupportive, gaslighting asshole.
4: Yes, and so
0: amazingly focused entirely on their own appearance, but not anything of substance. They don't care about the reality of the world; they care about how they're perceived in it.
4: I want to know everybody's opinion on. Do you think one is worse than the other, and why?
1: Between Warner and Christian? And
4: Christian, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think Christian's, Christian's worse. worse. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. right, Warner at the very 100%. least is
0: like, "Leave." I am telling you straight up, I don't want to be with you anymore. It's for a shitty reason, and he's an asshole for doing it. But at the very least, he's like, "We're done."
3: Oh, Christian was gonna dump her over a text, like for sure.
4: That's right. how he was going to. And the only reason they're still together is for his own conscience. Right.
0: He doesn't want to he doesn't want to look like the asshole who dumped his grieving girlfriend over text. He wants yeah. to look like the does not want to be a supportive boyfriend. He just right. wants to look Right. Well, like
4: I mean, one. because he's punishing her the entire trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I like how she's the one going through this terrible situation, but he acts like he is. Yeah. I
3: mean, and it... Like, the parts where, oh, it just kills me when she's like, well, I forgot to remind him it was my birthday. Like, <laughs> it's the most heartbreaking, I know. like, thing.
0: But Listen, he say. has a lot on his mind. I understand yeah. that it's tough to lose your sister and parents. But do you understand he wasn't able to ride the mushroom high with the rest of his friends at <laughs> the same time? That's, you never come back from that. a changed person.
3: I the actor that is playing Christian, I can't. Know, I don't know his name. He does such a good job at playing mm-hmm. a psychopath. Yes,
1: Jack Weiner.
3: Oh, okay.
4: Jack Weiner.
1: him yeah. my fun facts. Jack Weiner. <laughs>
4: well, even the fact that he chose to like show his wiener to the world, like I was like, yeah, that's commitment. Yeah.
0: Just out here hanging dong. Ding-dong. ding ding
4: ding out, <laughs> out, Amanda, were you going to say something else? Oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> she has a very good similarity, actually. <gasps> what is it?
3: This one? Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> we have different ideas of what's very good. Oh. Okay.
1: There's two really good ones. Yeah.
3: Okay, I think on the... Was it the first time we watched? Okay, you know Warner's nickname for L and later
2: his other yes. girl,
3: Vivian, is Pooh Bear. Ugh. Yes. And then... And what do they sew him up in? Ends up in a bear.
0: There you go. We'll pull this case wide A lot wide of bears open. in this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm here for that.
4: <laughs> That's funny because we had a similar oh God, conversation, I but... It was more about how, like, there's a member of this house that also tends to act like Winnie the Pooh. Uh,
0: but it's more of a visual thing. <laughs> or yeah. like a sart- sartorial, <laughs> uh, sartorial thing. Uh, a fashion-based uh, Winnie the Pooh. Is that
4: what that means?
0: Sartorial? <laughs> Isn't that what that means?
4: Is I don't that know. What that means? I'm genuinely asking you.
0: Sartorial. S a r t o r sartorial means <clears throat> related to tailoring clothes or style of dress look
4: at you <laughs> All right. that well, is the word of the day the word of the day for midsummer
0: and legally blonde is sartorial L. <laughs> Woods is a sartorial expert Christian made some interesting sartorial decisions <laughs> sartorial we should have a word of oh, I was gonna say we should have a word of the, oh, say, the, electric, word of the day, please? and I realized that we used to have I a word of the day the entire every episode, and then we realized it was dumb, and so we stopped
1: doing it. The words weren't that exciting. The they words really were just worked. what the movies' common thread was. This is our fourth I episode where the word weird. is adaptation, no.
0: <laughs> right? Just a different kind of adaptation.
2: Right. The
3: word is movie. <laughs> God
0: forbid we end up watching the movie adaptation. Oh
1: no. I have a kind of, it's kind of a similarity and a difference. Uh-huh. I'm a so that way. both films end, both films end with each main character being basically accepted into the new community that they've joined, mm. either mm-hmm. being the, the Swedish commune or the you know, law yeah. school graduates. But they both, they start off very differently. Danny is almost immediately welcomed in. I mean, really all the visitors are like, just welcomed in. They're given a place to sleep. They're given yeah. food. You guys can partake in our rituals and see everything, but Elle is not immediately accepted in law school. Quite the opposite of that. Mm
4: -hmm. That is interesting. Uh, You know what? When I watched it again with you guys, I picked up on, um, you can tell that like Pele, the friend, is like kind of weirdly obsessed with her.
2: Mm
4: like. He's the only one of the friends that actually expressed, like, genuine interest or concern for her.
0: He remembers her birthday?
4: And yep. you yeah. can tell that, like, he's drawing her at the beginning, that, you know, when they're sitting on the couch. Uh, yeah, so, like, that's interesting because it's almost kind of like he always wanted her to come, and
2: mm-hmm.
4: it's like he knew that she would, she would do well there.
0: He knew in his heart she was the maid queen they deserved.
1: That's, I mean, his drawing is her as the
0: May Queen, isn't it?
1: With like a crown of flowers. Yep. More foreshadowing.
4: Wow. (laughs) But then I also wonder how much of that is because of her and how much of that is because he wants to be the one who found the May Queen.
2: Oh.
3: Well, I mean, he got a pretty fancy hat for being the one that
2: brought
3: (laughs) to, or brought however many, um, you know, sacrifices.
2: And
0: May Duke over here.
4: That's a really good point, Tyler. That was a good one. Uh, I also noticed, like, I like how the... Watching both of these movies together made me realize, like, uh, how much they both highlight that people find, like, visible displays of emotion very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Bill was talking about the breakup scene and how he had kind of inferred that... Because I was like, you know warner's an idiot because obviously you're supposed to break up with somebody in the car yeah. when you drop them off at home i like, know they
3: didn't even get there
4: but but bill said no there. right he's bill said he did it that way to keep her from making a scene right that's what yeah.
0: that's what people like warner break up with somebody in public so that they won't make a scene so that warner gets off scot-free he can say we're done and say it to her face so that he's not the coward that said it over text but also she's not going to do anything about it mm-hmm. because Elle Woods is certainly not gonna make a scene because yes, she doesn't, she she doesn't she does. feel emotions <laughs>
4: largely. And that again shows that like Elle doesn't care about this narrow view of how you're supposed to act. Like she feels mm. all her feelings. Um, and I also love like one of y'all talked about the nail salon. Yeah. Like she does the exact same thing. She has this really emotional, like visible breakdown. She's oh. crying about Warner and but at the nail salon. It was normal. It right. was just fine. It was,
0: yeah. and and they embraced her and her emotion, and felt it with her.
3: Wow, I didn't even notice that.
4: Similar, so, and I like that the way that Ari Aster highlights that with the noises, because mm-hmm. you know I think that's why he had them make those really weird yeah, noises. Yeah, Yeah, because it's supposed to make you feel like. That, this is how it feels when somebody cries in public. Yeah. yeah. So
0: instead of showing you and you're like, oh, yeah, that looks weird, you're feeling just how weird it feels mm-hmm. to be there. But on the other hand, maybe it's something that should not be that concern- – like that shouldn't be that weird. It should be – we should be okay seeing <laughs> and saying emotions.
4: Right. I mean, as someone who just recently uh, unintentionally cried in front of all of their new coworkers – um, I can say that, in a way, it was almost like the best thing that could have happened because now, like, what else could I do that yeah, would make they, these yeah. people they think know I was your weird?
3: Potential now. <laughs> they exactly. Know. And She's not afraid to cry in front of all of us.
0: Conveniently, when I <laughs> asked what everybody's saddest movie was at work, nobody asked me what mine is, so that I didn't have to cry trying to explain. Just not saddest movie that makes you cry. I didn't have to cry trying to explain Mr. Holland's opus. Because I cry every time I try and explain why that movie makes me cry. Which part? So, <laughs> in Mr. Do Holland's it, opus.
4: No, don't do it. I thought
0: you were, we're going to have to watch Miracle that movie on 34th at some point. Street. Mi- Miracle on 34th Street makes me cry for sure. Mr. Holland's opus makes me cry more and more consistently, I think, than Miracle on 34th Street. Right. Shockingly.
4: Because he can't even like get through... Describing the entire scene. I haven't seen crying.
0: that movie since *Seacrest*, and it still makes me cry when I talk about
1: it. <laughs> Devin, I mean, I guess your coworkers didn't all cry with you.
4: Well, it was it was part of like so we did this training and it was like one of those team building activities. Ugh. And yes, I I hate it that. because I could tell that I was being like emotionally manipulated, but oh. like I also could tell that everyone was being very genuine and sincere. And like when, when someone else is like being very vulnerable, it just makes me like tear up. Uh Mm -hmm. And so this woman had just shared this like very touching story. Uh, We all had to bring something that was important to us. And so she shared her story and it really like touched me. And so then we had to go around and give affirmations to people uh, and somebody affirmed me on what I had shared. And I hadn't expected that because I was, I'm was i brand new. And so I already was, like, <gasps> like just feeling kind of emotional. And so then it was my turn. I had to share mine. So I got up. and I like, had my, my little note card. And then I was, like, Dr. Burns. And, like, had to <laughs> try to read my little note card while I was, like, feeling very emotional. But, like, it, it did make me think about, like, the movies, too, because... The whole thing about our training was about lowering social anxiety. And I feel like people, people only, like, you either cry in a space because you feel safe enough to do so, like Elle, like, at the nail salon. Like, she, I feel like Elle does not feel threatened by much. So she is who she is. Like, she felt all of her feelings very, very loudly because she was confident. Um, Or you cry because, or you like that display of emotion without having a safe environment, aka like midsummer, like it makes you very uncomfortable because you're like, what is this? I don't know you or like, you know, it was interesting to have something like that mirrored in my real life. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was an experience.
0: Do you guys have any more similarities and differences?
1: I've got one more really good yeah. similarity. Let's hear it. That's yours.
4: Um.
3: Oh. <laughs> well. Okay, one that's more like a serious thing that I know. It's <laughs> not, not a joke. It's not a, a joke similarity. <laughs> Is that to me? Um, the friend, Pe- Pele, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Professor Callahan are very similar characters,
4: Ooh. to me,
3: because at first they seem like they have like the, their best interests at heart, like they seem like they're caring, but really, Callahan's just trying to feel her up, and mm-hmm. Pele's just trying to get some sacrifices for his cult.
4: That's amazing. See, I, had not, I would
0: have not thought to compare that those I, two specifically with yeah. your right. Like I would that's have, good one. my immediate thought was Pele and Luke Wilson, but that's not based. On, I mean, what you've said is evidence no, that that's not the a same.
3: Bad guy. I don't yeah. think
4: he's Luke yeah. Wilson. I do I mean, too. He's the
1: charismatic serial killer. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're
4: both in it like for their own type motives. Type yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's good.
0: This is why this is such a much better pairing than doing Midsummer and Wicker Man. (laughs) Wicker Man and Midsummer have obvious similarities.
1: Basically, (laughs) they have it's very
0: it's very surface level. When you get deeper, that's not the point anymore. This is a very deep message. I gotta uh, before we move on to anything else or continue these things. It probably is important to say that some of our very best comparative episodes have been ones that Devin has suggested, and so thank you again for picking two really great movies to pair together just like jaws and lars and the real girl which was also a great pairing
4: yay that's so nice that was one of
1: my
0: favorite ones i think jaws and lars and the real girl yeah quite good
4: lars and the real girl i feel like should be required viewing for like they should play it in schools that would never get past a lot of parents
0: Honestly, I feel like if we could replace Remember the Titans with Lars and the Real Girl. But
4: if everyone could learn to have empathy for someone else like they do in that movie. Mm-hmm. that movie, I mean, we could replace Remember the
3: Titans with anything.
0: <laughs> One of my coworkers said something about it. I've never seen Remember the Titans. And a couple of people were like, I can't believe you haven't seen it. a couple of people were like, you really didn't need to see it. And I'm like, Ryan, yeah. weren't you in junior high? Didn't you see it? And he was like, I was homeschooled in junior high. And I'm like, oh, well, That's there we right. go. That's why you didn't see yeah. it. Because you didn't go to school in junior high.
4: I watched, remember the Titans, a couple of times, and then I watched Shrek one year in almost every class and in Spanish. It was amazing.
1: It's a great Shrek movie. Shrek in Spanish.
4: Shrek. Our Spanish teacher played it, and she was like, "This is educational."
0: Can you say in Spanish what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> ¿Cómo se dice? What are you swamp? doing in my swamp? <laughs>
4: but Don't it's be still. A but it I'm still a has, a, has a Scottish accent. A Scottish so now... accent. <laughs> did you Did you know that Mike Myers made them completely re-record his lines to do, to do the Scottish accent? They finished the movie, and then he had that idea. <laughs> of
1: that course sounds exactly like him. Which is funny, because
0: that then is the third time they did it, because they got a bunch of it done with Chris Farley, because he was the original person they were going to have in that role oh, in yeah. the first place. Swamp okay. in Spanish is pantano. Oh. What are you doing in my pantano? In my pantalones. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> it's a different Shrek. Can I get so. a
3: couple of silly things out that have <gasps> Please do. Yes, yes, do
0: yes. you know what podcast you're on?
2: Of each, course. Oh, my God. Okay, good.
3: Oh. Um, each group in their movie has their own quote-unquote Bible. For <gasps> Midsummer summer, it's nice. like Ruby Rotter Ruby yeah. Rodas.
1: The, the the
4: painting, uh-huh. yes. Yeah.
3: illegally Blonde, they call Cosmo their Bible. The Bible, yes. the Bible, like the Kardashians'
4: Bible. I brought the Bible.
3: Um, and okay, so I rewatched Midsummer. Um, yesterday, and I had my eye out in the background for, well, I heard that you could see that see her sister and her family in the trees Mm -hmm. which is true and very creepy so i saw that but i also was doing a pupper count in my head nice each movie has two puppers in it (laughs) in legally blonde there's bruiser bruiser Mm -hmm. and paulette's dog paulette's dog
1: Rufus? Francisco. Yeah, I think Rufus. it is Rufus. Yeah. Rufus? Yeah, I think so.
3: Okay. And then I like scanned the horizon of Midsummer. <laughs> in the very background. Looking for him. there's lots of animals. I saw a goat, thought it was a dog. Nope. There are two dogs in the background of that movie.
4: That's go. amazing. <laughs> I don't know their names.
0: One of names them, like... oddly, is also named Bruiser.
4: <laughs> oh my god. I, I also have to mention like the coordination between Elle's outfits and Bruiser's outfits is just oh, impeccable. iconic. Iconic.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I need more uh, uh, fashion stores in our real world to sell dog-sized versions of their things because I feel like I would absolutely be here for getting Molly uh, a lot of different dog-sized versions of the clothes that Devin and I wear.
3: To be fair, that's more likely with Molly-sized things. Well, Vader, we just buy two pairs and then we put one on him. Right, he's 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 quite tall. Vader and Tyler wear the same size shirt. (laughs) Oh, and the fact that Bruiser's um, collar is basically just a Tiffany necklace. I mean, it's it's like yes, (laughs) it's so good.
4: Love that.
0: Well, uh, do you guys have any more similarities? differences?
4: Mm-hmm. I don't. How is it for me?
3: There's a silly dance routine in each movie. There is. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> there is. I'm, I'm bringing out the big topics.
4: The hard, these, are, these, are the, these are the classic two
1: films topics. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: I have loved this so much. I loved hearing the stuff that you guys picked up on that I didn't even consider. That's my favorite thing about about yeah. talking about movies. Really
0: Hard saying. That's why we all like to do this. And it's better with you guys on too. Aww.
4: <laughs> Expressing emotion. Let's all have a good group I will cry. cry in this restaurant right now. Wait, the noise. We're recording in uh, the restaurant? Uh, uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: some questions.
3: I'm the old lady that's pushing the guy's
4: butt. <laughs> I'm the one that looks dead in his eyes and starts singing. <laughs> You're never ending this episode.
0: Uh, that's fine. We've had a couple of short ones recently. I'm very okay with a long one.
4: But I think I, think, I think Tyler. That's it. Keep it together.
0: It's been hard and long getting this recording out.
2: Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no.
0: Anyways, questions about Midsummer and Legally Blonde. Oh,
4: questions. Yeah, questions Questions
0: that we might have for each other about these movies.
4: Question one. Let's
0: let's all.
2: (laughs) Uh? It's more of a hymn.
4: (laughs) uh, what's the what's the name of the type of singing they do in Midsummer? Uh beatboxing shut up no you know what I'm talking about cause you said it a couple times when we were watching it chanting. you know Yeah, well they're like chanting but they're you know like when they're all working out in the fields they do like that weird like harmonizing oh like Tuvy okay. and throat singing kind of not really mm-hmm. though I don't know but it's there he likes sure, that music Ari I'm sure there's a
0: Swedish word
4: yeah Yeah. Death metal. What was your question?
0: Oh, uh, let's all talk about times we've cried in public.
4: I already (laughs) shared.
0: No, I'm kidding. That is not a good question. Uh, Here's the question. Uh, Legally blonde.
3: Yeah, I've cried in public. I got dumped in a Starbucks once. (gasps) No!
2: Did he do it because
0: he wanted you to not have an emotional response?
3: (laughs) It's because he didn't invite me to go to Sweden. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Tyler, do you want to share about a time when you cried in public?
1: No. I'm trying to think of
0: one. You made Not me cry in public one time.
4: Uh, yeah, that's true. You shouldn't force people to share their emotions. You don't concerns. have to
0: share.
1: I, I know, I just can't think of a time.
0: You made me cry in public one time. Well, it wasn't public, it was <laughs> my Aww. parents' backyard. You made him but cry in public. remember that time you. Oh, uh, I cried gave me... at your wedding. There we go.
4: Oh, we all cried at the wedding, I feel that's like. That's true.
0: You, uh, you read me your, le- I mean, I cried when you read me your speech at, at my wedding, and oh. then I cried when you read me your speech at uh, our college graduation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: By the way, I'm going to say this in a public forum so that you have uh, no recourse later on. I have them. They're you in, still haven't they're given in in my me. I've seen tent. you. I've seen you many <laughs> times, and you still haven't given me the notes from the speech at my wedding so that I can frame <laughs> them and put them on my Tyler Shrine in my bedroom.
4: He does have a Tyler Shrine. I know. Bill, I'll <laughs> give them to you. Don't worry. Thank you. I did you, I appreciate issue. that. No, this is <laughs> of Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Amanda has been alerted to the issue.
0: <laughs> so, Legally Blonde, as we've stated earlier in this mm-hmm. episode, has a musical.
4: Oh, yes it does. Mm-hmm.
0: What kind of music do you think would be in the Midsummer musical? <gasps> and who would you like to be in the Midsummer musical?
3: Oh. Okay, I'm feeling like Bon Iver.
0: A, like, a classic Enya
4: I feel like 11th it's, hour. I feel like it's split yeah, yeah. between that and just like thrash metal.
0: Honestly, Sweden what has a great metal death like metal uh, community. I think we could get some like, yeah, children about them. They're Swedish. We can get some good children about them.
3: That'd be like How many people you want to smash heads? Okay,
4: yeah, we can do that. Sure. (laughs) Oh, that was the
0: similarity I forgot I was going to say. Paulette smashes that guy's face in. Oh,
4: yeah. The bend and snap. Yep. Works every time. Works every time. My snap was all over the place, (laughs) Elle. Yeah,
1: definitely there's going to be some metal in there. Yeah. I think. I don't know I don't who know. I it's, want specifically
0: to do it.
4: I feel like one of the reasons I love Midsummer so much is because Florence Pugh is perfect in oh, that movie.
0: Can oh, she, sing? she sing? Is she a good singer? Yeah. There are actors that I
4: think she does are sing, surprisingly
0: maybe. good singers. So if she can do but it, that I'm here role, for
4: that. like, I feel like not that any no one could ever do it again, but like,
0: she was certainly iconic. She was amazing. She was Lord of the Rings level good casting.
4: I feel like everyone was pretty well cast because the guys, yeah. like. They were really good at being those guys. They could have picked
0: a stupider-looking old dude to jump off of that mountain. (laughs) You know who would have done good? Whoever the fuck plays Denethor.
4: Feet first. Feet first. (laughs) Jump onto the rock feet first.
0: (laughs) Remember that time Denethor jumped off that giant cliff? He did it so good. Oh, man.
1: He stuck that landing.
0: (laughs) Anyways, as is the custom, every episode turns into Lord of the Rings. Uh what other movies do you think would pair well with legally blonde or midsummer? And uh that's don't usually don't my question you stole it. I'm sorry. Oh, it. You know what? Forget I asked that question. Tyler, do you only have any question. questions? <laughs> just Tyler, any questions? Do you have any
1: questions you want to ask? Well,
3: Tyler, he didn't know you didn't have any other questions. He
1: does. <laughs> he always knows. <laughs> he always knows. <laughs> <laughs> um
3: other movies to pair with them. I maybe, like um, Legally Blonde Two, Red White and <laughs> Blonde,
1: and Midsummer Two. Whenever it comes out, Too Mid- smashed, Two Smashed Two <laughs> <laughs> Midwinter.
4: I feel like Too maybe smashed. Too Furious. <laughs> I had one. Oh, maybe It Follows.
0: Oh, have you guys seen It Follows? I seen it. It's the It's the Pee Pee Poopoo Man, but better or the bye-bye the bye-bye man it's the bye-bye man but better
1: don't say his name excuse (laughs) me
2: excuse me
0: just when we're done here call up Tyler's brother and he'll tell you uh anyways have you yeah have you do you guys know the plot of It Follows I I do
1: you know me I love reading the Wikipedia articles of horror movies so that I don't watch them so, it
0: follows is uh, generally agreed to be a really great metaphor of, uh, of well, STDs, right? STDs, yes. So, uh, if you're killed by the thing. How does it work? If you're it the. Follow, it, you, yeah, you, start you start seeing it. You start it. seeing it. If you see. It, yeah, if, you, if, the, if the thing. If someone touches you and they were being followed by the thing, the thing is now following you. Right. And it just moves at a regular person's speed. Um, right. But it's going to continue to follow it's you always. forever right. and, and it, it looks like forms. people you know uh, Yeah, yeah. And, it,
4: and it, by the end of it Well, I don't want to say what happens by the end of it But a girl is infected And she starts seeing Different men in her life And they're just creepily following her
2: yeah. yeah. And if it, it kills you, vary... it's going
1: to go back up the chain of people Right Yeah um... And it's not just touching, you have to have sex with someone, right?
0: To oh, that's rough, yeah I believe, that, I believe that you're It's right. not like okay. tag. You're it. <laughs> you just get in, the, get in a, a line and just slap a bunch of people in the face.
3: That's why it's a metaphor for STDs. Yeah. Right. Because of the sex. Okay, that was
1: And then, yeah. Oh, okay. Just
4: like yeah. with Legally Blonde. Maybe I also uh, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. That's a classic.
3: That could
4: be. I love that movie. That movie just had oh, its like 20th anniversary, I think. Something like that. Or was that Princess Princess Diaries?
0: Princess Diaries, I think. They was, both had an anniversary yeah, recently. Let's see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to but, mess up the internet. But, yes.
3: Classic.
4: I I yeah. feel like Elle and I mean, and this is Andy, 20 years
1: since Legally Blonde. Yeah.
4: yeah. that's true. I feel like Elle and Andy from Devil Wears Prada would not be friends.
0: Which one is Andy is it Andy's the Andy is lady? Anne Hathaway. Oh. I think that they would, They. They. yeah, I think that their interests would be differently aligned. Wow. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. I think Elle would still be nice to her.
0: Oh, sure. I don't think that they would be mean, necessarily.
4: But I don't know but if they would be friends. I think
3: Elle no. is too kind to be friends with anyone else that works there. Like, the secretary. Yes. I don't know anyone's name in that movie, but. Exactly. Like, I don't think she would get along with anyone else, either.
4: Exactly. I like that about her. Yeah.
0: Those are good examples of movies that would also pair with these movies. Also Wicker Man. Uh, but we've talked about that. that may not be yeah. a good idea.
1: Sometimes the pairings are too on the nose. Right. We tend to, to get rid of those ones before they reach the level of watching and making an episode about it. Yeah, I feel like there's a number on Tend the show to, not that, always. Right, yeah. <laughs> Three
0: Amigos and... No, I guess we, we did take Three Amigos off because it's now Road to El Dorado and galaxy I quest i
4: love that movie oh those are good so
0: we'll see if that one ends up coming up but three amigos and galaxy quest was a little too on the nose so never give up never surrender anyways uh do you guys have any questions over there
1: i don't well i do but it's not related it's what's our next mcu movie our next mcu
0: movie is guardians of the galaxy Two.
2: What? Two.
0: yes because two. i thought the other day about how man i really want to watch guardians of the galaxy two again because I really like all of the emotional things in that I wonder when that's coming up to the episodes and I looked Boom. it up and it's right next and so I'm <laughs> excited to watch that Wow! so the hopefully it'll <laughs> come out uh, soon-ish soon adjacent probably in the next week or two
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we'll have that
1: and then our next full episode let them know T-dog, T-Dog birthday episode because it's the month, my birthday Ooh. month It is. And it's going to be Moana and Princess Mononoke.
2: Yes.
0: So keep an eye out for those episodes because this is a visual format and you have to watch them with your eyes. (laughs) You have to watch the little progress bar. Yes, it's very important. (laughs) And if it's on Spotify, sometimes it looks like a lightsaber. Uh, But not on our podcast. We should
1: see if we can have them set that up for us.
0: Yeah, dear Actually, Spotify, with our, with our clout
1: that we have. You
0: know. We've got how many? How many? <laughs> how many subscribers do we have right now? We've got forty subscribers, and I think they would all. I don't even appreciate. know forty people. So those <laughs> people I don't right. know on there. Yeah. yeah.
2: You're Anyways,
0: we are we are very famous. There are people in Russia listening to this podcast. I'm sure those are legit. One hundred
3: percent real people.
0: For sure. Voted in this election and everything.
3: <laughs> they voted. <laughs> they love this country so much. They voted twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, oh, my ear! H- he hole got fell so excited, out. he lost it. his earbud. Yeah. Anyways, Your ear hole. Whoa,
2: careful!
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> so if there's no other questions, I believe that that is uh that's that's the whole thing. So uh, thank you again, Devin, for this wonderful suggestion of a pairing. Uh, and thank you, Devin and Amanda, both for being here and offering your very great insights into these movies. Uh, and like we said, we've got two episodes coming up, and we know what the movies for, and they're coming out hopefully soon. And uh,
1: and thank you to our patrons.
0: Uh, thank you. Right, I forgot that part <laughs> at the beginning. Thank you to no, our patrons on Patreon.
1: Uh, they have to listen to the whole thing now to hear us thank them. Right. It's yeah. A, this a is, is how we trick them.
0: <laughs> thank you thank you, Nick and Chris cotagonists, who obviously would not listen to the episode if we didn't tell them about it at the end Just kidding, they listen all the time And two films for Curious alum, Brenda who is also the sponsor generously of What Do You Do MCU which will be on the next episode And uh, That
3: one was worse than normal <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you uh, for listening and, uh, and stay keep curious. watching movies Stay curious and... Uh, and we love you. And we love you.
3: <laughs> I mean, some of you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you.
0: We love you.